What's up, guys? This is Sean and welcome to another episode of the Ehung Podcast. And for this episode, it's going to be a very different episode because I'll be sharing another passion of mine. So besides property, like what do I really go into when I have free time? The answer would be watches. So how I got into watches is during my architectural days. When I was doing architectural studies, right, I noticed that the panelists that always come and create our design works, right, all their watches are superb and that makes them look very sophisticated and to an extent, right, besides talking about design of buildings and how they are constructed and things like that, they also talk about what they are wearing. And that kind of struck me because besides cars, I don't really fancy cars, that's why I'm driving a hybrid <laughs> to begin with, right? I'm pretty sophisticated with watches for several reasons. I'm very amazed with the technology that they had back then and how they make 147 to 180 over parts, right? In sync, just to tell you the measurement of a unit of time, which is seconds. And you only appreciate mechanical elements like this, right? If you understand the context of it. Let's say last time it was a luxury to have the ability to tell time. For example, like if you look into Ball, B-A-L-L, one of the brands of Swiss watches, right? So back then, only the train master, the main person who tells time whenever train is arriving the station, right? Only he has the ability to tell time because watches was not a common. Also, another time is back then, clock tower seems to be the rendezvous, the meetup place for a lot of people because that was the only way they can tell time. Let's say like now, hey, I will see you at 3 o'clock. Hey, I will see you at 3 o'clock. Then they will look at the clock tower and wait under the clock tower at 3 o'clock. So it was a luxury. The ability to tell time back then was really a special power. And as soon as technology advances, then these became tool watches. These are tools that people use to tell time underwater. Then some are used to tell in different time zones. Then some are used for war. Some are used in aviation and things like that. So I'm very fascinated with all those elements in watches. Lah. Today I have two pieces with me. This one I got it when my channel reached 20,000 subscribers. So this is an Omega Seamaster, a smaller version, right? And when it put up on my wrist, it's a bit small because my wrist is rather chunky. But you guys have seen me wore this in different occasions, especially for the Genie Boy podcast as well as the Yum Cha Session podcast. To me, the size really, really stands out. So this particular piece was made famous um, by the James Bond movie. And I really, really enjoy this piece, especially the dial, the wavy lines inside. And this is a very old piece. So you can see the glow in the dark materials of the watch, right? It's going, it's fading already to a certain extent. And I loved it. Then after this piece, I had some savings and I got some bonus, sold some assets. And you know what? I really grew fascinated with um, Swiss watches, right? Therefore, I've gone for a Submariner by Rolex. So what you can see here now, it's a 14060M. 
So for those who really understand watches, if you really understand the history of Submariner, the reference number plays a very, very big role. That reference number can really tell which particular year this piece was made. And I purposely chose this because this watch is almost as old as me. And you come to think of it, right? It's really a beautiful piece. So this piece is pretty rare. So it's a two-liner, no chapter ring, no date window, sapphire glass, and you can look at the pearl, right? It's already fading. And that really adds character. And when I bought this piece, I understood the mode of buying Rolexes, right? So watches, right? Some people like to buy the latest one, the latest model, and they keep chasing for the next big thing, the next one, the next one. But there are a group of people who really love vintage watches, especially Rolex. So again, because it's limited to the particular time of technology that the watch manufacturer has, for example, the glow-in-the-dark materials, last time paint were used. Therefore, after 12 and a half years, this paint will slowly lose its property of glowing and it will form this very nice patina color. Then some of the bezels, instead of ceramic, they use steel. So the paint on the steel also fades. And some of the watches are not as watertight or airtight, right? There will be certain moisture content inside and that will cause them to rust as well and these are the beautiful character of these art pieces it means that these collections right will actually age in accordance to time and i find that very very fascinating also i realized that time pieces right are able to really bring you back to that particular moment of time that you want to remember for example this was easily the twenty thousand view thing it was an achievement definitely right and when i got this it was a big thing for me. It was the first time I spent so much on watches. And to wear that around, suddenly I feel very accomplished. And whenever you feel like it's tiring, and whenever you go through a rough patch of the day, right, you look at this, I'm just very motivated by how the second hand moves and tells you time. Then for this, instead of going for the very conventional submariners with date and things like that, right? I went on a purist approach because I like things clean, I like things clear, and I really, really enjoy this piece. So for some of the episodes, you guys managed to tell that it's a submariner. So I've noticed several watch enthusiasts as well among the audience, and I want to share this with you. But today, I also want to talk about are watches a mode of investment? Because there has been some videos saying that buying a Rolex makes more sense than investing in property. Is that true? For watch purchases, right, there's two general direction of collection. One, some people collect because of its secondhand value. Therefore, some people only collect Rolexes because it really preserves its value. To an extent, it also makes money. I bought this piece before MCO1 and until today, it has made around 35 in capital appreciation. So indirectly, this is performing way better than my stash away portfolio. <laughs> it's just crazy. So in contrast to that, there is a bunch of collectors that really believes you only collect things that you like. For example, this particular watch, I bought it when I had 20,000 subscribers. Um, the value is still the same. Maybe drop a little still, but if you compare this to the retail price, this drastically dropped a lot. Unlike Rolexes, right, because of their marketing strategy and their brand, generally you can never buy a Rolex off retail unless you are super connected or you're somebody. Lah. 
So hereby, if you are watching this, right, if any of you are an authorized dealer for this brand, right, do contact me. I am very, very interested to invest more because the second-hand value of pieces like this, right, hot models like this, is way higher than the retail price. Sometimes can go up to double of the retail price. Therefore, it's really, really in demand. And back then, why people buy watches, right, especially business people, is because there was a limitation on how much money you can carry out of the country. So just in case if you need to flee or you need to really transport a lot of money overseas, right, they travel them in the mode of watches. So let's say I have two or three pieces, right, I just put them into the luggage bag and I just move out of the country and I cash out in other countries. So that means the flexibility of this and the recognition of this internationally. That again amazed me a lot. However, the appreciation of price has gone wild among these few years time, especially during the MCO, right? These prices has gone crazy. So I was lucky, right? I did, I'm not that super genius that foreseen this to happen. I was lucky that I bought this right before MCO and now the prices has increased tremendously. And it happened because of several reasons. Like number one, the value of money is shrinking by the day. Personally, I'm very concerned of the inflation that is happening for our Malaysian currency. For example, if you take the same 100 ringgit note, right, before MCO, you go and buy stuff, and now you go and buy stuff, right? The things that you can get for that 100 ringgit note is very, very different. Official announcement has said that every 100 ringgit will only worth 96 next year it means if you have 100,000 in your bank today it's gonna worth 96,000 next year for sure and I foresee it's gonna be worse than that therefore despite the very hard the very bad condition of economic climate that our country is going through right now right the prices for these are skyrocketing that is really blowing my mind people can barely survive like people are waiting for the assistance from the government right in order to pass through the next two weeks but when you look into goods like this there's a shortage in supply it means that the supply cannot cope to the demand and guess who are buying all these then coming back to the comparison between this and property right I'll just take my Pujong apartment for example right this amount is going to be almost the same value as the down payment for that particular apartment so when you think about it right let's say I will compare if I were to use that amount of money to buy a unit of timepiece or I were to buy a property what would be the difference and let's say it's the same uh, this increase may be double in price and let's say I don't know which point of reference of price you're looking at let's say this is 30,000 when you buy right and 10 years later, this worth 60,000. You made double. Congratulations, fabulous purchase. But for the property, let's not be too crazy on the capital appreciation. Let's say we increase by 20% after 10 years. I think it's fine, right? So 30,000, you dump it in. And throughout that 10 years, I only rent out. I do not stay by myself. And this 30,000 allows me to own a 300,000 property. And 20% of 300,000 is also 60,000. So my property is gonna worth 360,000 when this particular timepiece is gonna worth 60,000. So there's several things that we need to look at. Number one is the cash on cash return. So with 30,000 today, right, I've earned 30,000 using the watch. But in property form, I've put in 30,000. Throughout the same 10 years, I've rented it out. And now if I were to sell the property, it's 360,000 and I cash out, generally I will earn around 60,000, not including tax and all those yet. 
So this is the concept of leverage. So that explains why a lot of people like to buy stocks as well because certain stocks gives you dividend every year. Think of it as you plant something on a plantation today. Every year you get to reap plantation out of the crops that you plant, right? Same thing with property, they give you rental, stocks give you dividend, but watch gives you nothing. However, the transaction speed, the liquidity, of watches that becomes very very attractive I can go to any second-hand shops or I can go to any authorized dealer right to get one piece by cash then immediately I get a watch then if I were to sell it today it's quite easily that this can be released at market price but for a property you need to wait around six to nine months before all the documentation are done processes are done and you get your money so those are generally the main difference between a watch and a piece of property right but to me I do not perceive watch as an investment right i perceive it as a hobby it's really a point of interest to really look into the history of brand the workmanship to produce such elegant timepieces and it makes sense for me to collect i would want to really collect something at least it will preserve the same value in accordance to time which means that the value of this piece of item will really gradually follow the economics of that particular moment of time. And because of its rarity, its limited production, it has value in the market. At the same note, after spending so many hours studying all this, right, I realized that every mode of investment is the same. Where if you look into stock trading, right, a lot of people make money from stocks, then a lot of people lose money from stocks as well. A lot of people make money from properties, a lot of people lose money from properties, a lot of people lose money in watches as well. Some made double, triple of their value in their watches. It's all about the homework that you need to do. Among that 1,000 counters, which one gives you the best dividend and capital appreciation in terms of stock? Like properties, there's a gazillion different apartments and properties across Malaysia, right? Which one will make money and which one will give you high rental returns? And watches, which brand gives you the highest capital appreciation or value preservation? More importantly, which model? There's easily like 50 different models of Rolexes, right? Which one stands out the most? Like is it Daytona, Submariners, Datejust, Daydate, Milgaus, Oyster Perpetuals, and etc. And this exact same process applies to NFTs as well, crypto as well. And I hope everybody who's watching right will understand this. Before any mode of investment that you want to make, right? Do study, do learn the rules of the game first before putting your hard-earned money into it, right? But just that real estate also camouflage as a mode of home right as a mode of dwelling that's why it's easier and it's like a requirement to have it unlike watches like this right it's just a seiko is the same a casio g-shock is the same those are great timepieces as well but now i'm still currently working very hard to appreciate cars i really cannot because cars is one of those things that immediately when you sign on the dotted lines right it drops in value and i cannot live with that well there are certain models of luxury cars that will increase in value as well of course right again i have not done enough homework on that and i think that's all for this episode hope you guys liked it you guys have seen this in different episodes of the podcast and i noticed that you guys also like so this is not me showing off this is me proudly presenting to you as a collection and i will gradually share more as i expand my collection now hopefully these are just wonderful don't you think right and with that thank you very much for watching if you like this video like it share it and even subscribe see you guys on the next one ciao